0: What is up, Valiant Vitamin Leaders? Thank you so much for coming back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I am your host, TJ Reed, and I am so excited that you're joining us again today. You all are subscribing and sharing this podcast. I just this week met somebody that a friend shared the podcast with them, and they said that it's been really helpful for their leadership. So would you do me a favor, if you're enjoying this podcast, would you just think of one person that's a leader that might appreciate this? Would you text them the link to it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and say, hey, you should listen to this. This may be helpful in your leadership journey. Because my ultimate goal is that this would be a leadership community where we're growing together. If you would do that, I would so appreciate it. There's there's people from 14 states, including the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., people from eight countries, uh, I think 32 or 33 cities now. We are just so grateful that you are tuning in and learning with us. Let's continue to expand this community so that we're building vitamin leaders across the world that are putting forth a healthy dose of leadership into the world that we're in. So welcome back. This is part two of our series, Telling Your Team's Story. And we promised you that today we talk about what happens when you have a bad story to tell. Dun, 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 If if this was one of those silent movies, this would be the place where the dude with the curly mustache uh, starts tying our story to the railroad tracks, right? And the train starts to come. Listen, as leaders, the biggest fear we often face is the fear of looking incompetent at the work that we've been trusted to lead. And the problem is, is that when we fear looking incompetent to our leaders or even to ourselves, is we make stupid choices to lie, to feel paralyzed in the work and what effort we actually can apply to these sorts of things. And it, it just leads to a litany of stupid things that we do if we're not careful with confronting this fear of looking incompetent. Ultimately, the principle that we've got to come back to is that if we've got a bad story to tell, and it's a difficult thing that we've got to share with our bosses, we've got to be confident in the effort that we've put into this bad situation. If you haven't put in a valiant effort, a, a hard work into this bad scenario, you shouldn't feel confident sharing that with your boss, sharing the bad news of the story you've got to tell. But Let's talk about today that if, if you feel confident in that sort of thing, what can you do to share some bad news uh, in your team's story? And really, it, it just comes down to this idea of honesty, right? Something that's so lacking so often in our culture. Uh, we fudge the truth, tell half, half truths or whatever it is. But the first thing we've got to do as leaders is be brutally honest with ourselves you got to ask yourself, if your team's not getting it, if you're not getting the production you want from your team, what have I not provided to my team? What have I not done to equip the team as well as I could? Because the fact is, is the team that we're leading is responsible for execution. But as leaders, it's our job to lead the charge of uh, helping to equip them with what they need. That's things like training, software, processes, all of that sort of stuff, clear instructions in communication. And then uh, not only that, but to also provide uh, evaluation, right? And so we equip them on the front end and then we provide evaluation to show what are the things that we value, right? That word values right there in evaluation, and so if we're, if we're clear about equipping them well and knowing that we've done that, and then we've been giving them evaluation that, hey, listen, these are the things we're going to measure that are important to our company, then we should feel good that they can fully execute. And if it's not working, then you kind of go to the, uh, the next piece, right? You got to ask yourself, what processes need to change for my team? Are there things that we're doing that are ineffective, that maybe they worked a year ago, six months ago, but it doesn't seem to be working for the people that we're talking to? Uh, This is where you want to really get some frontline feedback from your team. How, How does somebody that's a frontline team member tell you or your leaders when something's not working? When that script you've provided just isn't resonating with people, that product that you've developed, uh, it doesn't seem to be something that people want when they're on the phone. How How do people get that back to you? there's obviously times where you've got to be strategic with your leaders and really develop a game plan. But if you need straightforward feedback, go directly to your frontline people because they can often share with you, Hey, here's what's not working. And they may even have better ideas of how you can equip them to do the work better. The the processes you may need to change that could yield a better result. So look to them, talk to them, help to understand that from them. Because as you're being brutally honest with yourself, you've got to talk about what you haven't done. You got to think about what needs to change as far as the processes and things like that. But then finally, uh, ask yourself, you know, what's going on in, in the market that I'm a part of? What's going on that's kind of outside of my control? These questions may be familiar to you if you've ever done what's called a SWOT analysis, where you look at the strengths and weaknesses of your team or organization, and then you look at opportunities and threats that are in the market, right? What are the opportunities out there? What are the threats that come to us from outside the market? There's just things you can't control. For us in higher ed, there's a, there's a cliff in 2026 where people just started having less kids as a result of the recession in America. And uh, so it's a very real thing that there was a lower birth rate uh, and that once we hit 2026, uh, that 18-year-old, uh, there's going to be less of them as a result. And so that's not something that we can change the market, but it is something we can definitely begin to plan for. And so if, if you've got bad news to share, first start with yourself, be brutally honest with yourself. What have I not provided for the team? What can I provide with as far as equipping them and then evaluating them so that we know they know what we're measuring. Then what processes need to change? Get that frontline feedback from your team because they may have better ideas than you or your team of leaders could ever have. And so get that from them. And then looking at what's going on in your market, what's outside of your control that you can try to address. And so once you're brutally honest with yourself and the effort that you've put into this problem, then it's time to go take your lumps, right? Be honest with your boss. Uh, when, when you go to be honest with your boss, start with the worst case scenario, Listen, here's, here's where I think is the bottom, where things would kind of bottom out for this. Uh, we've had a hard quarter. We've had a hard whatever it is. And I just needed to let you know that this is probably the worst case scenario. But don't just leave it there, right? <laughs> it's, it's not good to just go worst case scenario. But then the next step you got to be able to show to your boss is here are some of the actions I've already taken to address this worst case scenario. I've done this with the process. I've helped to tweak this in the script. I've moved these team members around because it just, those things just didn't seem to fit as we started to evaluate what was going on organizationally. And then once you shared what you've already done, share about three ideas of what you think could be done to address this problem and say, here's three more things I think we should do so that we can get where we need to go. Once you've, kind of laid out that case of worst case scenario. Here's action I've already taken. Here's action I'd like to take. Then ask your boss who is probably uh, more experienced than you. uh, What what other types of actions should I take to address this? What am I missing? What am I not seeing here? If you're not quite at the point where it's a full-blown bad news, worst case scenario, it's so important that in your organization, you set what I call SOS stopping points, right? That if, that if we're not at this point by this date, I need to kind of wave the flag and say, hey, I don't think we're going to meet that goal. I don't think we're going to meet that revenue target. I don't think we're going to be able to do this. And here's why. If you get ahead of that and you begin to understand the cycle of your team, then what you can do is that leaves more time to brainstorm, come up with uh, options, come up with different changes to the process so that you don't end up in a bad case, worst case scenario. SOS stopping points. You think uh, kitchen nightmares. Have you ever seen that with Gordon Ramsay, Uh, just the, the fiery British chef who will go into a restaurant and change it in a week? I I would imagine that with something like Kitchen Nightmares, that they they have seven days to turn around this restaurant, that there would be stopping points where he kind of goes, listen, if they're not willing to meet us at this point, there's probably no hope that we're going to be able to complete this project in a week. He has those sorts of things. What is it in your industry? What is it that you go, if we're not at this point by this date, I should probably wave the flag and say, hey, we need some help. There's nothing wrong. I I would a million times as a boss. I would a million times more like somebody to go two months before the crisis. Say, listen, I really need help. I'm in over my head. I don't know what we're doing to to correct this. Rather than having to fix it on the back end because they didn't wave the flag and give us that SOS stopping point of I need some help, right? And ultimately, if you're if you're at this. Just really difficult point. You've got to know that you can be honest with your boss. You've got to be able to build trust with your boss. Some of you are listening to this going, I can't be honest with my boss because I consistently get reamed out for the mistakes that I make. I consistently uh, am told, you know, play it safe, do this, do this, follow my exact orders. And You have two choices, right? You can continue to try to build that trust with your boss and build a a healthy atmosphere with them or maybe don't work for that person anymore. If you can't be honest about mistakes and upcoming cliffs that you may fall off of, that's not a healthy work environment because our business and our world are changing constantly and we need a, a, a safe, trusted place where we can not have it all together but know that we're building towards solutions together to to get it right. And so I encourage you, think about that, get it there. Because ultimately, when you're honest with your boss or you're honest with your board or whoever it is, they they have the final decision of if you did enough with the effort you put to address this worst case scenario. I think about uh, the CEO, Joel Manby, who took over SeaWorld right as the Blackfish controversy was hitting them really hard. I watched this really closely because uh, Joel Manby is a person of faith, and he really uh, tried to put principles uh, in place as a leader uh, in the places that he had led before SeaWorld. So he went in. uh, He did some massive changes that needed to happen, some things that hadn't changed in probably a few decades uh, as part of the way that they viewed things at SeaWorld. He did a lot to turn around the ship, but ultimately just a couple years ago, the board decided that it wasn't enough that he wasn't quite meeting the projections they would like to see there. And I'm watching it and I'm going, Oh, but he's so close. Like it's, it's so getting ready to turn the corner. And what's funny is within, I think like a year and a half, the person that took over as the interim CEO began to see the fruits of that coming. And, uh, If nothing else, I don't believe that uh, I'm sure it's hard for somebody like Joel uh, to lose a spot like that. But I think that Joel can rest in the fact that he put in his best effort to turn this thing around, even if it wasn't good enough for the people that uh, he was leading, he put in his best effort. And ultimately, that's what you're going to carry with you. That's the character you're going to carry with you, even if you have a bad story to tell. I hope this has been helpful helpful to you. I've been really uh, wrestling with this myself a lot these last few years is what happens if it's a bad story to tell? I don't want to fudge the facts. I don't want to miss out, but I've got to be honest and I've got to keep brainstorming and being a solutions oriented person. I've, I've decided I, I, w- I want to give up that fear of looking incompetent with the work I'm trusted to lead. And I want to feel confident that I've done my best to provide a solution to some of these worst case scenarios that we may face. And so I'm honest with myself, I'm honest with my boss, and I'm working hard to help continue to build and develop the team that I lead. And yeah, I've learned that there's some stopping points where I gotta wave the SOS flag and say, hey, I need some help here. And I'm finding that in the work environment I'm at, I have a team of colleagues that are willing to pitch in, willing to dig in and help to find a way forward. Man, my, my hope for you, my desire for you is that you find a workplace like that, that you can be a workplace like that for people where you can be brutally honest about some bad news that's coming your way, but you can work on it together as a team because we're in this together to make it work. That's a, that's a little bit of a heavy topic today. And so if you've hung with me this long, nearly 15 minutes, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Telling Your Team Story Part 2. What do you do when you have a bad news story to tell? This is Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reid. Uh, remember subscribe and please share with at least one person. Text them the, the address to this and encourage them to listen and grow as a leader. And we'll continue to see the vitamin lead community expand and grow as we do this. I hope you have a great rest of the day and I look forward to talking with you soon. Bye-bye.